from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. everybody welcome in it is the wednesday edition of the drive another beautiful day thought it was supposed to be raining by now i mean i'd looked at the forecast it was going to be uh, rain wednesday be, they keep moving it back it's supposed to be coming a little bit but i don't know it's not here yet so uh well that that's just great because i had some uh, i had some stuff scheduled from from this past weekend i uh tried to schedule some work to be done outside pressure washing and some other things to be done and i thought okay it's gonna rain maybe wednesday and the fellow said well i can come thursday and i went yeah that's good that i don't think it's that good now but uh now do you have see. do you have a pressure washer or i have i have a pressure washer okay there we go but i'm not gonna do it i mean i'll do i'll do some areas i can do some of the furniture but uh the to do the entire house driveway yeah. pool deck and everything no i mean that takes that takes that's an all-day job for me with the pressure washer i rent but some of the outdoor maintenance is sort of it's ambiguously worded as far as who's really on the hook uh-huh. to keep things clean i need to borrow that pressure washer at some point because yeah, it works really well a couple couple areas there that might need some so we'll, we'll talk off the air oh, about yeah. that. okay we'll do that but uh, yeah i mean it's that it's that time of year when yeah when things like that are, are being done or need to be done so uh uh, welcome in uh, another, like I said, another beautiful spring day thus far. That's Dan. I'm Bill. Jason Caldwell uh, from AUTigers.com with us here in the studio as well. JC, how you doing, man? Doing good. I, I did a little bit of that today. Uh, I did some some trim some limbs and mm-hmm. things like that. I have a, a, a sloping down backyard to a Does it kind slope of a, away. Yeah, kind of a drainage area. That's good. Oh yeah, no, it, it's good. <laughs> it, it's just hard to cut because it's it's pretty big right. area. But it has some trees at the bottom of the hill, and so mm-hmm. I trimmed some of those things, carried them up to the top. Hopefully, somebody will pick them up and did a little grass cutting. So I did some of that. Hopefully, before it rains. Yeah, now and and this isn't the. I mean, boy, this is much more comfortable weather to be doing that in than it's going to be a little later yeah, on. Yeah, no, it was fine. It was actually a good afternoon to get out there and, and and get some of those things done. Well, that's great. So Jason with us, Drew at the controls as we get underway here with our number one of the drive, which is brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline. You can uh, call us on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive Text Box, presented by our friends at Southeastern (coughs) Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Go to ESPNAU.com, RadioAlabama.net, or just search for The Drive with Bill Cameron on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can find us that way. That's all presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And uh, we should mention right here at the outset, Outset that um, if you try to call us on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 
it's not going to work. Oh, the phones, right phones down at the moment. Yeah, there there is an out there's an outage in the area. Okay, and so we have no phones. So busy all for now, Drew. Just to say, I guess people are busying them anyway. It's going to be busy. That's when fine. They try. We got, no, we got Jason Caldwell in the house. I know. So we got, so we, got so Jason we, so we can here. survive for the first hour at least. And there's a lot of uh, there's there's oh, there's plenty to be talking about. There's some audio to uh, you know that we could share from uh, from from coaches that spoke last night uh, as part of the uh, part of the ambush. Jason, you were. He was at the ball was game. You were, the, you were at the baseball game. Yep. I think I saw you up in the press box. Yeah, had Nathan and, and Christian went over to Atlanta uh, last night for that, and so um, read and, and listened to some of those things from over there. Uh, and you know, it was kind of what I expected. You know, there's yeah, not uh, a lot of I mean, breaking news. It's, it's more just the uncertainty. It's mm-hmm. uncertainty about transfer portal. It's uncertainty about uh, scheduling for the Southeastern Conference. Uh, uncertainty for both port, basketball and football. I mean. That's really what's dominating things right now, and it's almost a wait and see, um, you know. So that's that was really my kind of my my big take from that. You know, a couple of news items here or there, but nothing nothing really. Um, I won't say groundbreaking news wise anyway. No, I mean there was a, a little clarification. Folks had wondered about you know why why uh, they, we haven't heard anything from Alan Flanagan, Bruce Pearl saying you know he's uh, on track to be graduating, and then then they'll. There'll be a decision from Allen as to, you know, what his future holds. And then, uh, um, I mean, Bruce Pearl saying he's not going to go to 13 scholarships. I think we, we sort of figured that anyway. But uh, um, that, that Auburn, I mean, and it's also not a surprise that Auburn's looking for some more help through the transfer portal. They've got one very highly touted uh, transfer on campus right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Florida State. Um Scorer, rebounder. Um, he was their best player. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, you know, Matthew Christian's got it that comes in, and you look at him at six seven, big guard, could play the two, could play the three, could do some different things for you. He's a bucket getter. He's not necessarily a shooter, but he's a guy that can go get a basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, he's a but, scorer. And that's the thing. Yeah. I think you look at him, and they, Auburn do, hasn't had a guy like that in quite a while. Reminds me a little bit of Samir Dowdy, but he's a much bigger body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, – I think that's that's a an intriguing guy to me. If you got a guy that's a six seven rebound guy at that position, then it takes some of the pressure off trying to find a clue a true classic rebounder. You know, at the four or you know, so doing some of the things they do. So where, where, where do you where do you see Matthew Cleveland? You see him? Yeah, I think he's as a three four more of a. I, I think more of a three. I think he. I think he's more of a three. If you wanted to even do sometimes with a two, I think he could do some things there. Okay. But I think he's a. I think he's a classic three. And and that would mean. Uh, so is Cheney Johnson? Is is he I, more I think a he's four? A, I think he's. A, I think he's a four. I think. Okay. I think Cheney Johnson is a four that can play the three and give you yeah, some things you, there. I, I, I like the versatility. Yeah, out of, that's of the thing. You know, for Auburn, you're playing a stretch four. Um, he's he's going to be very similar to to how Jalen Williams is playing. I mean, it's going to be a similar body style anyway. I mean, he's six seven, two oh eight. Jalen Williams, not a. I mean, he's probably a little bit bigger than that. Uh, but yeah. I think a guy that can do some different things. I think he's a, he's going to be in that role. Could also swing to the three and give you some interchangeable parts. I've, I've seen Isaac Okoro as a Matthew Cleveland uh, comparison. Uh, Cleveland was a five star coming out of high school. He he hasn't played. I mean, he's played two years of college basketball, so it's a little bit different than when Auburn brought Okoro in as a freshman. But the notion of this super athlete who is still sort of finding the you know a way to translate that to basketball and is getting better as every year goes by. That was the profile of Okoro as well when when he got to Auburn. I, I imagine. Uh, in the case of Cheney Johnson, 
It's it's funny how you can get different answers to, to that question because I was sort of thinking if Auburn comes away with either Matthew Cleveland or uh, Jalen Thompson, who they've been rumored to be interested in as well, although Kansas hot and heavy after Jalen Thompson as well because they missed out on Harrison Ingram going to Carolina. But I, I, if Auburn gets Cleveland or or uh, uh, Jalen, uh, those those both uh, or Tyson, uh, those both seem like guys that maybe would play the majority of the time at three, and Chaney Johnson could come in when one of those two, you know, when that guy needs a spell. Like, Chaney Johnson as the backup three to somebody who's going to play 25, 30 minutes a game and finding 15, 15, 18 minutes for Chaney Johnson at the three and elsewhere feels like it could be a realistic role. But it's tough to project Chaney Johnson because when you don't play D1 basketball, it's almost like bringing in a junior college player where we, we know a little bit about this guy, but I mean, there's, there, it's, it's, a, it's a big wild card. Yeah, but, but Auburn played him in a game, mm-hmm. in an exhibition game. They know what he can do. And so that's a, yeah, he had a think, pretty good game. That's a big deal. I think he's a four. I, I, th- I think he can, can play the three. I think they brought him in to be a stretch four to run the court to shoot the ball, do those pick-and-pop games that they do, I think that's going to be his role along with Jalen Williams at that position. They list him yeah, as a guard, right, on the roster, which yeah. is kind of curious. Well, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know who's in charge. I don't know yeah. if Bruce is the one yeah. you know, checking off You know what, what position everyone is there. But that's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and would, would that be, thinking about guys who have come through the system recently, under Anthony McLemore. Interesting. I know uh, Ferguson wrote about Malik Dunbar. As, yeah, a, I, as a comparison to Jamie Johnson I, I, Malik, a little bit. Malik Dunbar, to me, is is more of the um, Devin Cambridge. Yeah, I mean, you're I, exactly right. That, 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 jump that, out of the gym. Yeah, I just, think, now, Anthony was that guy. He could jump and dunk, do all those things. But he was a – he's going to shoot three, undersized four, but but be really active, do some of those things. I, I, to me, it feels more like that fit than it does. Yeah, Jamie the, the Johnson. The big, physical, athletic guy. Yeah. I think I – think, Malik Dunbar is more of Matthew Cleveland. Yeah, I, that's what. That's why I was asking Jason about that because you know Denver Bryant, uh, Dem, Denver Denver Bryant, Denver Jones is uh, is a two who can can also handle the ball. I mean, he's a more of a two than a one, but he can be correct. Play yes, a little yeah. at the he one. Gives you those, and and then I see a three that can also be a two in Matthew correct. Cleveland, a and a that four that can be a three. A three. I agree. That's, that's I, what I was talking I, about. I, the yeah, I think so. I think, I think. and here's the other one. I, I think you look at, at, at Trey Donaldson. Trey's the one that can be a two. Right. I, I think you've got some some versatility through mm-hmm. those positions, which will be helpful. See, what I, what I would be confused about there is is if, if Chaney Johnson's not in the picture at the three, maybe Auburn's not done after whatever they do here because it feels like they don't have 40 minutes of wing play on the roster. Well, if they had Cleveland, they do. Who, but Cleveland would play what twenty eight, well, thirty of those well, minutes. Who's the other? Who's well, the other? Here, 10? Here's what you have: you have you have Denver. You you still got KD, and and you could play a smaller three. You you still got I think enough minutes. Trey Donaldson's a guy that could play two or a three, but I think. I think that's where Denver could slide and play a three. We've been outspoken about Jalen Williams possibly playing the three with two forwards. You feel good about on the floor if you wanted to try that. We haven't seen that at all. Yeah, see, that's where in, I. Yeah, you're right, but that's where that's where they Cheney Johnson. You could potentially play him as a as three a and three four. with Jalen and a four. And correct. It mm-hmm. depends on you know. Here's the thing. What you don't know is how quickly somebody can adapt to those roles because it's it's not the same spot even though they're they seem interchangeable in times of body size you're called on to do some different things can you defend the three? especially defensive that yes. that can can you defend the perimeter three 
at that position. That's going to be the challenge that you'll have to find out. That's where I think you can go smaller at times, especially with bigger bodies. You know, you got some bigger size guys. I mean, again, we, we've seen guys that have that have declared. I'd be really surprised if if all of those guys aren't back. You know, Broom, Dylan Cardwell, <clears throat> um, Janai. Yeah, uh, yeah, Broom, and then oh, yeah, Jalen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd really surprised if those guys aren't back to have your big bodies inside. Um, but you, you could be. Here's the thing: you go Trey, uh, Denver. You were to get Matthew. You go Jalen and Broom. That's a much bigger lineup than well, Auburn's is. had in a long time. It's a it's a bigger lineup than Auburn's had under Bruce Pearl under Bruce Pearl for sure. Now you're adding Aiden Holloway. He's not a he's not a big guy, but he's not five nine either. I mean he's you know he's five eleven six foot. I mean he's a guy that has a little bit more side length to him anyway. Um, and so you you have the potential to be a bigger basketball team for sure. What's your feeling on? I mean Matthew Cleveland was on campus earlier today. Might still be on campus yeah, right now, as far it, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's your feeling on where Auburn stands in, in the Matthew Cleveland I, I think sweepstakes with with a decision coming soon? What is it? Three teams right now, basically: yeah. um, Miami, Missouri, and Auburn. I, I look, you look at it. To me, there's there's something that is is big, which is Auburn's history in Atlanta. To me, that's that's important. The Miami thing, the question you just don't know is, is NIL. That, that's it. How much of an impact that will play um, into things. I do think the fit and Auburn's ability to get guys to the NBA is really important. And then uh, old Cy Young it's, it's Charl- Missouri, yes, yeah. Charlton there at Missouri is, is the uh, tie. Yes, there. yes. And so um, I think that could you – know, obviously that's an impact. And, and you look and um, – if, if Missouri, if Missouri gets Kobe Bryant or Kobe Brown to stay and play one more year, he's in the draft, but keeping his eligibility open. If they get him and land Matthew Cleveland, then yeah, Missouri, well, Missouri's got an impressive looking front well, court you look there. At, you look at them and, and and you go, you know, they they kind of they've have these different pieces. When they were on, they were pretty good, and mm-hmm. then they were terrible at other times. And so it was just like uh, you throw it against a wall. And, um, and to think of where Matthew Cleveland could slot in, like you were saying with. With if Janai and Jalen return to, me that, to have Denver, they're at the two. What is your view of the competition between Aiden Holloway and Trey Donaldson? Because that's you know I I struggle to say oh it's going to be one or the other. I, I think that that could be. I, I think it's a shared role. Yeah, I really could, do. could be a little bit of a quarterback they're, battle there. They're, they're, I think they're. I think you play both those guys because they're they're very different types of players. Um, Aiden Holloway to me is more of a Sharif Cooper, a guy that's going to be. Um, quick, you know, scoring kind of guy, better better shooter than Sharif was when he was here. Trey Donaldson to me is is a Doc Robinson leader, point guard guy, but a guy that to me Doc never was a guy that was a prolific scorer. I think Trey Donaldson can be a prolific scorer as he continues to develop. But he's a big. I mean, he's a big. He's a big, he's body. A big like, body. You he looks like a Miami, like the one of those guards that was Miami had. And you start putting those pieces, you can be a much more physical basketball team. Aiden Holloway's a guy that, that brings you perimeter shooting, doing some of those things. I think both of those guys will play, um, you know, and, and going to play a significant role for this team because I think you could, again, you could shift one of those guys to the two some if you needed it and, and, and move some things around. Jason Caldwell with us here at the outset of the Wednesday drive again. We apologize. Phone lines are down. You should be able to text us on the drive text box. And again, that is 334-564-1840. We'll get to our first break here of the afternoon. Stick with us here on the Wednesday Drive. You're live 
on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Jason Caldwell, and that was quick, and we are very pleased to let you know that the phones are working. Hey. It was a brief outage, and uh, pleased, pleased to know that WOW got things back up quickly. Wow, how about that? Yeah, yeah wow. Wow, absolutely. wow, indeed. 334-321-1390, the uh, phone line if you want to jump in. We were talking the Kia some, of Auburn hotline. We, we were talking basketball in the uh, previous segment. Got some... Uh, oh, there's, let's, yeah, let, let's uh, talk a little uh, football transfer portal. Not as much concrete there. I mean, uh, and time is running short for players to enter the portal. And with the exception of Colorado, it's sort of been a trickle here in the uh, yeah, in the is, second. Yeah, it's been portal. a trickle versus a flood. Yes, second straight segment where we will uh, mention one of the Tyson brothers. Uh, well, that, is, was, that is true. He, he's uh, of course uh, Jordan is uh, one of the many many. How about this now? Uh, as of two o'clock today, forty six. Colorado players have entered the portal since Deion Sanders was named head coach. Since, Deion, since Deion Sanders stepped stepped to the podium yes. and told them all to go in the portal. 46, and they have replaced 23. They are 23 players. Right now they have 62 scholarship players. Three defensive linemen. Yeah. Three, yeah, three defensive Here, Here's the thing. Um, I've heard people talk about this master plan. Master plan, all these things. Well, if it's a master plan, then why can't kids get their own film to send to another school? Yeah, that's right. That's that that is just, that, that is ridiculous. If, if that's, it, that's, that all these players that, that have been in yeah, the, yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yes. There's players wow. tweeting like we they will not let us have our practice practice film, not from the spring, from last fall. Um Yeah. You know, yeah. Like if, if it's a master plan, then then why be petty? Because there's some guys they're leaving they don't want to leave. There there's no question oh, that's about right. that. Um, and so, um, and, and and one uh, one of them appears to be the receiver that Auburn has offered. Yes, I mean I, Auburn and most everybody else. Montana Lamonius Craig. Yes, he had a, a big spring game. Had a ninety-eight yard touchdown in the spring game. Had about four hundred yards or so last year. Five touchdowns receiving for a Colorado team that wasn't very good. Um, and so that's that's a guy. I mean California originally. Um, We'll see if uh, if you can get anybody away from USC if they want them because apparently that's mm-hmm. pretty much they're 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 playing a different world. They're they're the West Coast Miami at this point. Um, that stuff about the footage is just why I mean because yeah. because yeah. that's gonna you know what when you come in with as limited a, uh, a a that master plan had better work quickly or it's gonna be tough yeah to, when you're, to go into any school. Here's the thing: Have you looked at their schedule? Take a look at that schedule. Yeah. Don't they open with TCU? They open at TCU to begin with. Colorado, know, so last year, last year the two uh, Southern California teams. In yeah, the, yeah. In, I mean, in, like, in the yes, they, 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 it's a very tough conference with a bunch of really good quarterbacks in it still right now. And uh, I mean, they play Colorado State out of conference. Who, I mean, it's a rivalry game. They haven't been very good either. Um, and then one more, maybe maybe Fresno State, somebody like that. that that's their they only you know because you only have what three non conference games in in the Pac twelve. I would just think if you're if you're trying to seem as player focused as Dion is, you wouldn't we you wouldn't want to try to restrict players trying to leave because well, that's that's how that reputation could change. Well, 
player focus when you walk in and say, hey, the portal's open, everybody leave, I got my guys, that to me, that's not player focus. That's, um, I'm taking care of a few guys who, who, Join me at Jackson State. And to me, I thought that was always going to be an issue. 334-321-1390. We'll talk Auburn and the transfer portal more with Jason. But let's get to the phone. Uh, glad, once again, that they are working and Cameron gets us started. Hey, Cameron. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, I kind of want to uh, uh, pose this question about the whole um, uh, Colorado uh, wire saver whose, whose tape isn't being, being given out. Is that is that something like I don't, I don't know if it's if this is like a NCAA rule to where if a if a player goes in into the portal if it's if it's a, uh, a rule stating that that if he if he wants to to show other other schools his his uh, film from having many seasons ago then it's then it's the coach's obligation or or that current school's obligation to to show uh, or to get that player his 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 film yeah it's it's not a rule no um, no it's, it's not totally just it's co- just something that courtesy. is generally considered the right thing to do and it's and if it's done across the industry um yeah you could see why there's there's some some outcry from players that are there's aren't never shown. needed to be a rule yeah, for that the, the, i mean because it's generally that's what's done well and, and it's you know it, i think it's more of a thing that if it's if it's uh customary uh, then, or it's the industry standard. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why the, why the Colorado players are upset, and I would be concerned because that's something that I think could could worry future potential Colorado players about mm-hmm. what they're stepping into. Yeah, what if I go there and things don't work out? Exactly, that's you know the kind of thing I'd be worried about. You know, rather than you know think think big picture. I know I know you maybe want one or two of these players, but how important is your reputation when you're coming in as a relatively blank slate? In college football, the way Deion Sanders is as, as someone who, who hasn't coached a game of Division One football. Yeah, no, it, it's it's really interesting to me that um, you know these kids are, are mentioning. I'm, I'm guessing that you just don't make that up. Um, there's no reason for you to do that unless you're being denied the ability to go get some practice film. And so, a game um, of bowl subdivision football, I should specify, yeah, I understand, yeah. you know, FCS Correct. level. Yes. A- anything else, Cameron? Yeah, um, and kind of want kind of. Uh, one last thing about the Dion thing, and then uh, I've got uh, I've got uh, another Auburn football transfer question. Maybe you know, maybe maybe Dion's got a is he's, he has his reasonings for why he's not releasing it. I I, I don't see why he he he's choosing to do this. I think it's a it's 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 a bad look on on Dion because it, it's your it's your it, it's your first season at a at a D one school. Yeah, the school before uh, or just. It just it, it just it just comes across as a bad look in, mm-hmm. in my mind. But uh, the other thing, uh, uh, question I've, I've got for y'all, um, uh, I heard uh, one of the other uh, uh, wide receivers that's that's in the trans, uh, transfer portal, uh, uh, kid, uh, a guy out, out from a TCU's name, like, name I can't uh, think of. Uh, he, he's like a six one, six two guy. Um, uh, what? Uh, uh, what are y'all's thoughts about Auburn landing him? And then also, uh, one last thing before I go, have y'all heard anything else about if if Grayson Call if he's if he's staying at uh, Coastal Carolina or if he's or if he's put his name in a transfer portal and a hang list? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the call, Cameron. No, nothing on grad guys because they're I they guess, don't have to. No, and 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 so somebody asked me today is like, have you got a list of potential grad guys? I'm like, no, I, I really don't because I. I 
I, I don't like living in speculation. And so you go like, well, you can speculate these guys could. We'll find out if, if, if he does. If he does, he's going to be a, a very wanted man. No question about um, that. But it'll depend on how – it also depends on when he goes in. If you graduate in May or do you graduate in July in the second semester? I mean, like, it, 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 it changes things. Uh, Jordan Hudson, I think, is a wide receiver from TCU. I I think that one is is going to be SMU already. I think that's what yeah, it feels like. I, I, is, yeah, I thought he'd committed. Maybe it's done just it yet, on the verge but it's, of. But it's pretty close. Yes. Is there anyone uh, you have heard about Auburn pursuing as far as football players in the portal over the last week or so? I know there was an official visit from the uh, from the lineman from Tulsa. Yes. Um, you know, Jaden Muskrat. I guess mm-hmm. that's yeah. He was he was here. Auburn showed him a little Muskrat love. Yes. Uh, he was here. A uh, guy that they really like. Obviously, Tulsa connection there with Philip Montgomery and Dylan Wade. Right. Um, saw him and. and Dealing that baseball game over the weekend, and then uh, linebacker slash is that Jaheim yes, Thomas? Yes, Jaheim Thomas from Cincinnati, linebacker slash potentially edge played, rusher. Played a lot last year for Cincinnati. Was yeah, on, was on the seventy field. Yeah. tackles was more of a true kind of outside linebacker, right. box linebacker for them. So that's a guy. Those two guys have have both visited uh, last couple of weeks. We'll see now moving forward. Um, See a couple of players. I mean, the, the the way you the way you sort of can follow is just if you're on Twitter, seeing someone that that says, I guess, is Ukwu uh, is a is an edge from James Madison, another guy that could potentially that be says a guy that Auburn has has offered. Yeah, and so that's what you look at, and then you figure out, hey, if those guys decide to come to campus, um, mm-hmm. to me, that's still number one. I, I I still think number one need for this team is speed pass rusher. I think that's to me that's that's the spot that. You've got to go get um, uh, to to make a difference on the defense, and so uh, they're looking for those guys. But you you mentioned the trickle; it's just not it's not nearly what anybody thought it was going to be, and we didn't really know it. We didn't know what to expect either. But I expected a much busier time than we've seen. And and we, we talked about it a little yesterday. I I don't think it's coincidental. Uh, maybe coaches aren't doing what Dion's been doing, but I think coaches a lot of coaches have realized, hey, we need to hang on to these guys as insurance, and they're doing everything they can to keep those guys on campus. Maybe not, to, you know, keeping the competition still going for starting spots. Uh, I'm sure NIL has had a little to do with that as well. But, hey, coaches, when, when they're done with spring, they don't necessarily want everybody that's a backup not to not to be back. Yeah, no, no 100%. I think somebody asked me what my – my main thought was on the lack of, and I said, I think coaches have learned that there's not a a position to be decided. Um, you can't name starters. You can't. I mean, because what do you do? You're saying goodbye you, to those other correct. guys. The other guys are going. Well, I'm gone. Um, now, players know. Sure. If you're a third team guy and you're not getting reps in the spring, you know. But if you're rotating players mm-hmm. and you're giving guys a legitimate shot and they're in the mix. Then they're going to stay around. I mean, look at look at Georgia. I mean, Georgia is keeping quarterbacks left and right, and saying, "Look, and if you're if you're Kirby Smart, you absolutely want that second guy to stay." Sure, you do. And that's the thing. If you're Auburn, the same way. Like you look at these spots, you go, you, you don't really want to lose anybody at this point because you need you're going to need everybody at a minimum as a depth piece. Yeah, everybody's just looking to add. Yeah, most you don't want people to aren't looking to subtract much. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Come on in and join us here on the Wednesday Drive. The 
Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon, 25 minutes away from 5 o'clock. Jason Caldwell with us for one more segment as we've talked uh, mostly transfer portal uh, just things. You know, uh, Auburn would like to add some more players. It's not going to be what some folks, Jason, had thought of. Oh, you know, they're going to be able to go out there and, and get 8 to 10 more players. There just aren't that many players out there that everybody in the country doesn't want. Correct. And like you said, now you start thinking about the potential of of how does the the grad transfer thing add to it and can you find some help mm-hmm. when guys graduate here in this semester, in the spring, or, or, or even early summer. I mean, there's going to be some opportunities there, but there are. And so um, that's what you don't know. And, and so that's why you're going to see teams too. That you're rarely going to find anybody that's at 85 scholarships. No, you're right. Because they're going to go, hey – we need a couple of spots just in case. Just at, what if it's just in case a can't can't miss can't turn down guy goes in the portal, and you're like, okay, we don't have any spot for him. Um, you're gonna you're gonna keep a couple of those, and so I think Auburn's gonna have some room and um, just to see what happens when the grad the grad transfer side of things as well. Are, are you surprised Auburn hasn't had more players go in? A little bit. Um, I am. But I think it's because of that, too. I think it's mm-hmm. because they did a good job this spring of going, look, it's everything's wide open. It is, you got an opportunity to come in, but I think it also shows you um, what a good job this staff has done in connecting. Um, normally, first-year guys, you look at and you can treat it – you can have two different ways. You can come in and go, hey, I'm Deion Sanders. I'm bulldozing the program because y'all weren't good enough. Yep. Or you can come in and say, you know what, we're going to find a way – to help you get better and to try to win as many games as we can. And we feel like we got some pieces in place. We need to add to it. And they did that on the offensive line. They did that as a certain spot. I think there's two ways you can handle it. And and I think they've handled it really well. And I think the players have responded to that. I, you know, hey, there'll still be a couple of guys, I'm sure, that, mm-hmm. that decide to head on. But, yeah, by and large, it's probably been a little bit smaller group than I really expected. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. John's been hanging on for a while. Hey, John. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing fine. I had a uh, question. I had two questions, if I don't forget. But uh, how did uh, Jeffrey Embaugh, uh improve his situation by transferring to Purdue? Uh, I, that's the question only he can answer because I, I'm not certain how that happens either. Um, you know, he he was in line for a lot of playing time at Auburn. Um, there was going to be competition. They were going to rotate guys. My guess is he'll be in line for a lot of playing time at Purdue, but like most teams, they'll probably rotate guys and, and do some of those things as well. So, yeah, not really sure um, how that one um, improved his stock other than, you know, maybe he feels like, hey, I don't have as much competition. Yeah, maybe as a he's place the like man. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. All right. Uh, one other thing. Uh, last night, Auburn losing to Troy, does that uh – significantly impact their postseason chances or is it more doesn't help the uh numbers yeah it, number of sec wins yeah it doesn't help but because but here in the end it, if you if you get 13 wins in this league 
um, you're going to probably be in anyway. It's Usually fair. you're in. I yes. think the RPI dropped to like 42. Yeah, so, so if, if, if you do that, it means you probably have won a game at South Carolina and won a game against LSU at home at a minimum and then one series over Ole Miss and Missouri. Yeah, they really need to at least go 500 here over the last 12, and it's going to be tough without – yeah, yeah, Joseph, Joseph Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Um, yeah, and and so yeah, it it not not big, but I, I, it shows you though how important Tro- Troy thought it was. They thought it was so important that they pitched their closer in the second inning and and threw a weekend starter in the ninth inning to try to secure the win because that win for them was more important than the weekend for Auburn. They they could not afford to pitch a guy because the weekend is more important than Tuesday night was, and so you saw last night. LSU lost to Nickel State, Georgia lost to Georgia State, Arkansas lost to SEMO, Auburn lost, and Texas A&M lost to Sam Houston. This time of year is really difficult because these weekends become hyper-important, and for Auburn especially because of, of the pitching, uh, it made it where you're going to have to score a bunch of runs, and, and Troy said, hey, we're going to throw some guys that, that make that a little more difficult. All right. I appreciate your time. Y'all have a good afternoon. Appreciate the call, John. I'm, I'm sort of glad he segued into baseball, wanted to get into that. And he brought up, uh, you know, he sort of led into what I wanted to talk about. I mean, I, I was out most of last week, you know, didn't really, uh, you know, didn't really know how things were going with, with Joseph. And I saw your, I saw your update, uh, that, that you'd posted. And that's, uh, that, that's tough. I mean, uh, he's he's gonna I guess gonna try another another bullpen yeah, Thursday. Yeah, just just see what happens there. Um, doesn't feel like that that there's an opportunity mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you look at it and and go, you know, the guy that you're counting on to be the ace, the number one guy of your staff will will pitch four innings if that's the case. Um, it would be really difficult for anybody in the country to have that happen. Um, we saw it at Mississippi State. Last year, coming off a national championship, their number one starter, who who transitioned from the bullpen to number one, had had a, you know Tommy John after the opening weekend, and they didn't make the NCAA tournament. A year removed from the NCAA, you know, went from the, the national championship. That's the kind of impact it can have. And, and for Auburn, they've given themselves a chance. And what I when I mentioned today is, they've given themselves a chance when, if you had told me or if you had asked me. In January, what I thought Auburn's starting rotation would look like at this point in the season, I would have said Joseph Gonzalez, Tommy Sheehan, Chase Awesome. You're essentially right now getting nothing from any of the three in SEC play. And, you know, you start looking and run down Tommy Vale, veteran guy, but but first year. And he's Auburn's ace right now. There's no question about it. You look at, at Christian Herbert Holtz. Junior college, Will Cannon Junior College, Tanner Bauman Junior College, um, you, you know Zach Crotchfeld, who's fortunately you know left the game the other day with an injury, back is kind of day to day thing. So hopefully it's just a spasm thing that that acted mm-hmm. up on him. But true freshman, um, Parker Carlson's come in and, and done a pretty good job coming out of the bullpen. Um, but you know true sophomore that only pitched in five games last year. You're, you're, it's a completely brand new staff that you're having to go. Hey, go tackle the the best league in college baseball because those older guys, because of injuries, are are you know whether they just haven't haven't been able to get it done this year, have left them with a gaping hole. And um, you know because of that, they've you know, look right now going into the last these these last four weeks. And if you're Auburn, 
you, you almost have to do everything you can, especially the next two weeks, in my opinion. You do everything you can, and, and when you get an opportunity to win a game, you may have to throw everybody you got. That's right. And go, look, we got to try to win one game if we can, and then we'll worry about the next one the next time out. That's a hard position to be in. Well, you've got to play every – it's almost like every game's an elimination game. You've got to do whatever you can, and if you win one, that's great, and then you then you try well, to figure it out the next game. Well, the, the flip side is is that it's an <laughs> elimination game if you win it. But if you get behind early – Oh yeah, you, you're, you're sometimes almost you may just punt. Correct. Yeah, and, and, and you got to save, got to save people, and that's not an easy thing for especially people. for this team, which we've seen Correct. come back from you know nearly come back from eight in the bottom of the ninth on Friday, and then from hey, a seven nothing on Sunday. Yeah, and it, but it, but you have to you have to pick your battles right now because of Saturday's the lack of depth in, in in pitching staff, and so for them, there's going to be some of those that just happen. Um, and, and you look this. You know, this week you got South Carolina, who's lost one game at home, lead the, the country Best in record, home, yeah. lead the country in home runs, and then the next week you get LSU at home with the number one pick and maybe number two pick on the same roster, pitcher hitter, um, a team that's obviously as talented as anybody in the country. Um, that's the next two weeks. That's the next six SEC games for this team. Yeah, you, you've got you've got to come out of these with a couple. I, I think at least if, a couple you, of if you if you go two and four the next two weeks, if you're Auburn. You'd have to feel like okay, we've given ourselves a legitimate yeah. shot going into those last two weekends. Man, uh, it's, it's going to be crazy. And then, like, a, and so we've talked about quite a few things. And there, there are a lot of things going on. Jason, talk a little bit about just let everybody know what all's going on. I mean, you mentioned, um, well, you, you mentioned following along with uh, Nathan and Christian, who had been over in Atlanta. The the Auburn ambush going on. Uh, we're, we're still waiting. Um, we're still waiting to find out exactly what the SEC schedule is going to be like in all sports, especially, well, we know what it is, waiting for it in football. Yeah. And then watching to see the last few days here of players able to enter the transfer portal in football. Basketball transfer portal runs through just about, you know, it's a couple of weeks long. Yeah, it is. It, it's a little bit more open there. And so I, I think I think the basketball, because – it's so important to visit before mm-hmm. school gets out. I think a lot of those things are pretty much done. I think you know, there's a couple here or there, but you, know, you want to go visit a place where you can kind of see a campus and see some things going on. That's a big part of it. Football-wise, so many of these, especially if they're going to be grad transfers, it's, it's, it's a six-month deal. You know, you, you, even if you come in, in in June, I mean, June, July, August, September, October, November, Class is done December, and you're done. That's it. You're you're done if you're a, a grad transfer. I mean, you know, if you're trying to get to the NFL or whatever. So, a um, little bit different story, but yeah, all that going on. Transfer portal recruiting. Um, went on a road earlier this week to Central Phoenix City and and, and saw some guys. Mm-hmm. Me and Christian will be on the road for the next three or four weeks as spring practices start to heat up. So, got all that going on. Obviously, baseball, softball. Very strange schedule coincidence that they're both traveling to Columbia, South Carolina to play South Carolina on the same weekend. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it doesn't normally I happen that way. That. You share a plane? Maybe yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't save, no. save money there. And so, uh, but yeah, so you got that going on. So have all that. Um, you know, football is is always going to be there, but you know, got loads of things. The golf, women's golf team got a number two seed mm-hmm. in San Antonio for their regional. We'll find out men's I think early next week, and they're hosting. We know where they'll be. They'll be at AU Club, um, where, where the men's NCAA regional will be here. We'll see who comes here. My guess will be Florida. Um, we'll come here after winning the SEC championship. So it'll be, uh, be a, a good test and a challenging test. I think that's the second week of May uh, when that'll be held. So, uh, and, and all that, you can find all that and more. 
Absolutely. You can find us at, 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 at AuburnUndercover.com, AUTigers.com. We'll also get you there as well as part of the 24-7 network. Jason, I really appreciate it, man. It's always great to have you here and uh, and uh, get some of the great info from you. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. All right. We need to get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in. Again, the phone number, 334-321-1390. That's the Kia of Auburn Hotline here on The Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Wednesday. Bill and Dan, our thanks to Jason Caldwell for joining us as he does uh in hour number one of the Wednesday drives, something we didn't mention, and this is this is not uh, small news. Uh, Auburn Auburn's equestrian legendary coach Greg Williams is retiring after 28 years. Uh, Greg, of course, um, you know, built the equestrian program from nothing to national <laughs> champions. And uh, six national championships, six SEC titles. He's going to be moving into a new role uh, with Auburn Athletics as head coach emeritus. We we need to get Greg. We'll see if we can get Greg on too, and uh, talk with him about that. Yeah, I mean, two two hundred two hundred three and sixty five overall record in varsity competition. Five time SEC coach of the year. Uh, he won that award five straight years, 2019 mm-hmm. through 2023. Uh, he was national coach of the year twice in the NECA organization, 2019 and 2020. Six national championships for Auburn uh, in uh, Greg Williams' tenure uh, with, uh, with, with Equestrian as a varsity sport. They won the national championship in 06, 11, 13, 16, 18, and 19. They won five jumping seat national titles, 08, 11, 13, 18, and 19. A Western title in 2018. Uh, six SEC championships uh, and three Southern equestrian championships. Yeah, including the last four, I believe, 1920. 21, 22, and 23. That's, that's, that's five. right. The last five. He's had uh, 122 All-America accolades uh, since the 2010 season began and 146 All-SEC and freshman All-SEC uh, selections. Yeah. An outstanding career. Fabulous uh, career. And an, an Auburn alum. Uh, some, oh, someone yeah. who did it, did it and, in his own And modern. just great all-around guy. I mean, yeah, really. absolutely. Auburn Auburn graduate class of 1986, uh, animal sciences, and a, a decorated career as Auburn equestrian coach, 28 years, and now he will move on, as you said, Bill, uh, to head coach emeritus within the program. But congratulations to Greg Williams on an outstanding career, and I agree with you, Bill. we got to have him on. Oh, no, no question. We will have him back. we got to have him back on. Absolutely. Dr. Dr. Greg. It has been a while. 334-321-1390. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. Can we contact love, the, love S- to hear the, from you? the SID emeritus when we want to talk, talk to the head coach emeritus? No, well, no I, think, I, think Ken, a, I think Kendra would be, a, would, I mean, you can, but I, I would think Kendra would 
would would be uh, the appropriate contact. He hasn't moved there yet. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, I'll, I'll check. With, I'll check with Riley. You know what? And we said this too. And, and I've, I've got to send this email. We're gonna we're gonna try to have Mickey Dean on at some Absolutely. point too, because the, uh, the the softball team having an, an what an outstanding season. Yeah. I mean, what a season. Yeah, absolutely, and really, really playing well. They've won uh, two straight series against top 15 teams, and they're 11-7 and seven in conference play. A couple of minutes left here in hour number one, and uh, let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Yellowhammer is next. Hey, Yellowhammer. Hey, I just wanted to jump on that conversation you were having about the uh, coach for the equestrian team. Uh, that was a pretty remarkable uh, record he, he has. I'm wondering... What do you know about his past? Was he a rodeo cowboy? I mean, how did how did he get to know so he'd much? He'd been involved. Yeah, he'd been involved in competition. I believe um, his family. I, I believe even in in the bio that that we got mentioned that his mother uh, had had uh, been involved was a, a competitor. He, he showed he showed horses and competed at rodeos. The bio mm-hmm. doesn't say if he was a clown or not, Yellowhammer. <laughs> but he no, he showed no, horses. I, I, I don't mean that at all. I mean, I'm talking about a bronc. Buster, a bull rider kind of guy. Yeah, so no, he was he was uh, he was around horses at a young age, showing them and competing in rodeos. Studied animal sciences at Auburn and, and graduated in 1986 okay. and, and began a uh, a, a career uh, there. The, you know, I, I don't know exactly what he did between uh, graduation and starting as the uh, head coach uh, about ten years later when when he uh, took took it as a club sport. In '96, to a varsity sport in '02, and has been the head coach uh, the the entire time. And now mm-hmm. Auburn will, uh, will will pass it on to somebody else. Well, he's uh, kind of remarkable. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! <laughs> it's just an amazing, an amazing story. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, Yellowhammer. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. The phones weren't working just for the first segment but they are working fine now and and uh we we're going to be wide open in hour number two of the drive which is coming up anything you want to talk about sports wise do want to mention again that espn 1067 will have wall-to-wall coverage of the 2023 nfl draft thursday friday and saturday that is right Com- tomorrow complete coverage uh, as soon as the drive ends tomorrow, we're going to pass things on to, uh, to to ESPN Radio's coverage of the draft Thursday night. Uh, Friday, we're only doing an hour NFL draft coverage beginning at 5 o'clock here on Friday. And then things finish up Saturday, 11 a.m. right here on ESPN 106.7. Wall-to-wall coverage of the NFL draft. Don't miss it. Should be a really fun night tomorrow. And then, mm-hmm. uh, unlikely an Auburn player drafted tomorrow, but Friday, I think you could start waiting to hear Colby... Tank, uh, Derek Hall, you know, all, oh, yeah. all, all of them, all of them in in the mix uh, for Friday, and and uh, look, looking to see where, where the Auburn players end up. Yeah, so that's coming up right here on ESPN 106.7. Hour number two of the drive is coming up, following our top of the hour break. Come on in and join us. One seven zero. Network station. Twenty three open like a road. 
ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. The Jets today introduced new quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He said he's excited for what lies ahead for New York and is happy to be a part of a team with a chance to win it all. He explained one big reason he did choose New York was offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, his former OC in Green Bay. Starting tomorrow, Rodgers will be joining his new teammates for the offseason program, and that's huge, says Fitz and Harry co-host Harry Douglas. I think he understands the urgency of him being in that building with his teammates as the off-season um, training starts. He wants to get to know his teammates better. He stated that. He wants to put together fun events for team building. All of those things are huge for the New York Jets and also Aaron Rodgers when it comes to having success on the football field. Regarding how long he might play for the Jets, Rodgers said he's just focused on this season. NBA Clippers forward Ka- Kawhi Leonard diagnosed with a torn meniscus. Within the next two weeks, he and the Clippers will decide on the course of treatment for the injury, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. The Rockets today introduce new head coach Ime Udoka. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of the Wednesday Drive. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, the regular crew here on this Wednesday afternoon. Our thanks to Jason Caldwell, who joined us in hour number one. Hopefully you had a chance to uh, uh, to hear Jason. If you missed that or anything on The Drive, we encourage you to check out the podcasts. Podcasts of The Drive available however you listen to podcasts presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. You can go to your favorite podcasting platform and search for The Drive with Bill Cameron or Go to ESPNAU.com or RadioAlabama.net and use the podcast center. It's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika. On the web at orthoclinic.com. And uh, we'd love for you to join in. Uh, We apologize at the outset. uh, There was an outage in the area. We didn't have phones for about 15 minutes, but... The uh, lines, the, the phone lines are back in, uh, up and working. And the Kia of Auburn hotline number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors, also the sponsor of the podcast. Talked a good bit in hour number one about the transfer portal. Auburn has a uh, very... Um, highly touted and coveted transfer prospect visiting campus today, and that is Matthew Cleveland. We've talked about him a good bit, the best player on the Florida State team a year ago. 
uh, an outstanding scorer, rebounder, uh, passer, and uh, you know a player that many many schools would would love to have on their roster. He appears to be down to three schools. He has already visited Missouri and Miami, and visiting Auburn. Uh, don't know if he's. I believe he got in last night, and uh, is still was still in town when we came on the air. Don't know when he's leaving. I wouldn't expect it to take terribly long after this Auburn visit for him to come to a decision and announce where he is planning on spending next season. Right, and and, and we'll see we'll see where that ends up. But I mean, I, th- I think there's uh, there, there's there's do we know about options? Do we know where where he Missouri could... Missouri Miami? Yeah, I mean, we, we we don't have a timeline on when the decision no, could no. come. That the expectation is that Matthew Cleveland could make a uh, you know could could make a call. Before the end of the term, you know, one would think that within, I would think within a week of this yeah, last I would think visit, so. you know, some someone could know, uh, you know, could know something. So yeah, we'll uh, uh, we'll see what happens. It'd be a big addition uh, for Auburn, as we were saying. You know, there, there's no there, there's no real clarity on Alan Flanagan, uh, but if if it's as expected, if Alan Flanagan is not returning, as I think a lot of folks around the program, you know, see, seem to indicate, Auburn has. I mean, unless you want to play someone kind of out of position, like we were saying in the first hour, Auburn has a lot of minutes available at the oh, wing. no question I mean, without, without Flanagan, I mean, you could argue maybe Auburn has 40 minutes, depending on what Chaney Johnson uh, really well, is. It's interesting. I mean, uh, while when Jason was about to leave, uh, you, you were you were saying, well, could it be like this? And that's something we didn't mention on the air. And I think I think that 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 spot um, has plenty of minutes. But there are some other. There are a couple of other guys who could help at that. Let's go over the your, your sort of yeah, well, projected so, depth chart there, if you will, on uh, for Auburn basketball. So, so if Auburn were to if Auburn were to get Matthew Cleveland and Alan Flanagan were to move on, you know, the, the notion mm-hmm. of okay, so let's look at point guard Trey Donaldson and Aiden Holloway are, are going to compete. Right. I, well, I, w- what we can do right now is we can say, all right, here's what we here's what we know at the one, what we know at the two, what. It looks like at the three, and what you know, what is what's there possibly at the four and five. Well, there's I mean, sort of there's a little bit of. I mean, there's almost a two deep, right? I mean, yeah, look it's at, pretty the, much. I mean, with a lot of guys, with a lot of guys who are flexible enough to play a couple of spots, right? So if the one, is, if you if you expect the majority of the minutes at the one to go to Trey Donaldson and Aiden Holloway, right? The two, you've got Denver Jones coming in along with Katie Johnson, who stuck around, right? And and, and Dem- yeah, and Trey can play some two. Denver can play some one, possibly, and then, and then at the three. But I'm just those are guys that have done that. So so you've got four guys at those two spots. And Auburn lists Cheney Johnson as a guard, so maybe Cheney Johnson could play the two, depending on what else you've got. If he's playing really well, I would be surprised. Cheney Cheney Johnson has said uh, he he said when he announced his commitment that Auburn told him he was a four, right. I mean, he's, he's expecting. He, I think he's expecting to play almost like a Chris Moore. He's, he's going to be a three. He's going to be a four who can also play the three. Now, the interesting one of the interesting things about Cheney Johnson is he was six three out of high school, so he was he was an undersized. Um, you know, he, he wasn't known for his ball handling, but he was sort of an undersized uh, forward coming out of high school who grew to six seven. So. He's a little better ball handler than you might think of a normal 6'7 guy, but he still has some of those guard skills. Hey, one of the things I, li- I really liked about him, I know people looked at his numbers from this past year, 
and he shot right at 30% from three this past year. Did you see his numbers from his sophomore year? For a career, isn't he around 37? He's 37 for yeah. his career. He shot 46% yeah. from three as a sophomore. Right. I mean, this is a guy who, and if, I mean, I guess you could also look at Jalen Williams and say his status is a little bit up in the air because he's currently getting NBA right. draft evaluations, and Cheney Johnson you know with a with a role expected at the that, that includes the four you lose Jalen Williams suddenly that becomes really oh, right. really significant but so let's say uh, at the two you've got Denver Jones you've got Katie Johnson at the three if Auburn gets Matthew Cleveland who's on campus right now at the three you have somebody and Chris Moore or Cheney Johnson or Cheney Johnson because Chris Moore's mostly played and he played more he played, he played more than four yeah played more than four last year so so it could be I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's if you land one of these two wings Matthew Cleveland or Jaden or Jalen Tyson uh, if if you land one of those two uh, maybe whoever you get this week along with Cheney Johnson could play the bulk of the minutes at the three and see there's there's where minutes could come in for for Cheney Johnson even if he's not a starter because he can play the three and the four. And you're going to play, you know, so so you're looking at at least 20 minutes right there behind a guy that's playing 30 at each of the two positions. Right. And then at the four, Jalen Williams, assuming he comes back, Chris Moore behind right. him. There's 40 minutes at, you know, at, at there. And then at the five, Jani Broom, Dylan Cardwell you know, would, would be, I mean, that's a, it's a pretty deep, intriguing team mm -hmm. with, I mean, there's a couple of, there's a couple of guys that, you know, I don't know if the plan would be to see them on the floor for 35 minutes, you know, based on everything no, else. No, I, I would hope that you didn't have to have anybody on for, for much more than 30. But I think as a, you know, for a Bruce Pearl team that wants to, uh, that, that wants to constantly be able to attack even when they go to their reserves, that would be, uh, that would be an intriguing team. And I think a team that could compete with some of the best teams in this league, although a couple teams in this league have had very strong off seasons too. I mean, you look at Arkansas has gone out and got, I mean, a couple of a couple of players that were top priorities elsewhere ended up at Arkansas instead. Mm -hmm. Kentucky's having a Kentucky offseason. Sure, they're bringing in. I mean, they're they're, they're going to bring it. There's a chance, right? It's it, there's still a chance. It's Shibwe and four top ten freshmen. Yes, as your starting five to to open the season at Kentucky, which is including uh, DJ Wagner, who looks like he could be the uh, the looks like he could be the first third generation. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, basketball uh, NBA player of, of all time. So there's, you know, there's there's a couple teams in the SEC having really really nice off seasons. But Auburn, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's been between landing Denver Jones, if they retain who they think they're going to retain, and if they pick up a big time swingman right this week, big wing, yeah, I, I think that's a uh, <laughs> that, that's a, that's a good off season for Bruce. Yeah, no question. So so maybe we'll know something um, before too long. I, I wouldn't be surprised by the first of next week. For sure, that uh, Matthew Cleveland would would have a decision. So, uh, so that's sort of what everybody's looking at Auburn wise as far as the basketball transfer portal. We talked a little bit about the football transfer portal. It's it has been. I said this to Jason. I'm I'm a little surprised that there hasn't been more attrition to this point. You know, we thought it wouldn't be and it wouldn't be unlikely at all to see a few players who appeared not to be in the rotation or in the in the too deep just from what we'd seen, those are the guys you would expect to say, uh, I think I'll check out my options. But it really hasn't happened. Auburn just just had a few linebackers, really, um, that, that have left the team. Is that it? I mean, is it is – it, 
Chick well, Dawson. Jeff, Jeffrey Emba. Jeffrey Emba, Chick Dawson, and three linebackers. Right. And, and so there's... Uh, and, and there was there were players who went into the. I mean, does that Cam Brown? Do you include him as well? No, he's a linebacker, right? So he was Cam Brown, Des, uh, uh, Desmond Tistel, and and Powell Gordon, right? And, and Cam Brown made himself, you know, put himself in the portal as a grad right. transfer even before the you know things opened up. But I think that with Auburn, the players that were on the fence for the most part opted out. You know, earlier, back, yeah, back when back when Hugh Freeze mm-hmm. showed up. I think result. you've seen that at a lot of places. Exactly, and, and now you're seeing places where I mean, if you're look, if if it's about being, if it's about where you are on the depth chart, and you, you know, if you, if it's about playing time this season, I don't know unless unless you're willing to drop down a level or you're going somewhere where there's a total vacancy at your position. It's tough to go into this portal mm-hmm. and after everybody else's springs and find and yeah. find a position in, you know, somewhere and say, "Well, I'm going to go step. I'm, I'm going to go step I'm in for right sure there." Sure, going to be able to play there. I mean, right? may, maybe. I mean, may, if maybe. you're not a starter, yeah. If you're not a starter here at a at a power five at school, are you sure that you're going to be a starter somewhere else? You might feel like it, but I no also guarantees. I also, you know, how about this as a possibility? Maybe some of the NIL money's dried up. Like maybe it was there in the maybe it was there in December for these or, or players. Or maybe it's good enough where you are. It, it, or maybe it's good enough where you are. You are because because what I thought was that we'd see more group of five players with track records mm-hmm. who are going to go into the portal yeah. and say, "All right, well, who wants me? Who needs a receiver? Who needs an edge rusher? Who needs who, a quarterback? Who needs a quarterback?" And we haven't seen that. Oh, no, we haven't. And you know, there there could be economic reasons for that. There could be. You know, it could just be that that the the players who wanted to do that already did so, and the 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 top options are unavailable. Maybe some of these group of five players like their setup and want to give it one more year at their current school. But but we haven't seen what I was if if there was going to be a lot of activity. That was what I was expecting more than you know I'm a I'm an unhappy third round pick. You know, I'm I'm an unhappy third teamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who who is uh, you know who needs to go pick. Uh, a new school, and and there's going to be a big buyer's market for my skills. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it's interesting. We'll see if there is a little flurry here at the end. You know, the other thing that could happen <clears throat> is you might you might see some of the some of the folks that that we uh, may have thought would enter the uh, transfer the second transfer portal could be close to graduating, and then there'd be no reason for them to have to officially get into the transfer portal because once they're graduates, they can do what they want. Right. I mean, and that's something between now and the start of the season. We'll mm-hmm. see how many players change schools because they've obtained their graduate degree. It, it does seem like, and I, and I speak from ignorance here because I didn't go through too many fall practices as a college football player, but I would think that if you have a lot of experience, if you're a fourth-year or fifth-year guy who's played a lot, it's easier to jump to a new school. Yeah, in, I, I would sure think so in, too. In July or August, and show up. Who was the uh, the Georgia receiver that came to Auburn? D- Demetrius Robertson. Right, right. He, he late. Oh yeah, just correct, at, just at the start of fall. Correct me if I'm wrong. He, I believe, I believe if I'm remembering this correctly, and and this is someone who had, who was in his last year of eligibility as a college football player, and he was still at Georgia. When Auburn opened fall practice, dealing with academic stuff. Yeah, he was like four or five days behind. He, when he came in, he had to go through a 
couple of practices in shorts and shells while everybody else was in pads. Because, and I don't think it was as much of a concern for him because he'd already been through so much college football. Mm-hmm. If if you're a second-year player and that's your situation, right, or a third-year player and you show up that late in the game, you might not be getting on the field this year. No. Unless it's, unless it's a, you know, an, an urgent need or something like, like it'd that. It'd be like the old days. You'd be taking that redshirt year, whether, you know, whether you wanted to or not. Absolutely. So may, maybe the fact that there was so much activity after the season uh, and, and so many players switched schools, maybe that's a big reason why it's been a quieter portal in, uh, in April. We need to get to our first break of hour number two. Love to hear from you. Anything on your mind, sports-wise, we're here on the eve of the NFL draft, which, as we mentioned, you can hear right here on ESPN 106.7. That's going on. I mean, just uh, anything sports-wise, come on in and join us. Again, the Kia of Auburn hotline number, 334-321-1390. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive. With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Wednesday afternoon, 20 minutes after 5 o'clock. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, and again, we'd love for you to join in. Anything on your mind, sports-wise, we mentioned that um, the the ambush tour got underway in Atlanta yesterday. Let's see, you had John Cohen, Auburn AD, Auburn uh, uh, football coach, Hugh Freeze, basketball, men's basketball coach Bruce Pearl. I believe Greg Williams was there as well. Uh, I think Nick Kleinard was there. Um, but the, the media had an opportunity to, uh, to, to grab a few of the folks. I, I think it was before the, uh, the, the actual ambush. And uh, do we have some audio from that? Yeah, I believe we do. We got, uh, you know, from, from our buddy Jason over at uh, AU Undercover. They, they've got their, uh, their video from it. And we'll, we'll see what we've got. This, this is the, the talk ahead of the ambush. So right, this could right. Be... That's what I said. I mean, so this is, this is media getting to spend some time with them before the actual ambush. That's correct. So here's uh, Bruce. Uh, it's Bruce Pearl, uh, Hugh Freeze, and John Cohen speaking with the media yesterday in Atlanta. Assistant, kind of the process that went into hiring him, and yeah, what you yeah. like about Corey? Yeah, man, really, <clears throat> really, really excited about Corey. Um, I, I like to say that if you want to judge me, judge by the company that I keep. Sometimes that can be get me in trouble, but I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about Corey. Um, he he was a great student athlete, um, and uh, he was so such a great athlete that he got drafted both. Chicago Bulls and the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, he played alongside Michael Jordan, carried his bags for a couple years with the Bulls, got himself a ring, uh, played with one of my former players at, at Iowa, B.J. Armstrong, um, and, and, and just the people he worked for. When you got Eddie Sutton and Leonard Hamilton and Bill Self and, and that, that, that family tree uh, on your resume, um, it speaks volumes, and he's a better person. So, uh, very excited about about him uh, and his family, and his and his family, and his wife's family are from Macon, Georgia. So this is an opportunity for him to come a little closer to home. So it just checks a lot of boxes for us. Brian, I guess it's for you. you. Uh, yeah. 
Elena's been a, especially for you, a gig target for basketball recruits. How big has this been to get fans and people involved with the mine area? Maybe you can go first. Uh, Atlanta's huge to us football-wise, for sure. We, we've got to, uh, I think, build the majority of our team from, you know, the states of Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, and obviously within Atlanta area, there's so many uh, SEC caliber players that we've got to win our share of battles here. So anytime we can get here and continue to enhance or build new relationships with uh, the, the Auburn family that is going to be the ones that carry the, the War Eagle banner around town, um, I think it's uh, always a very positive uh, step. So I'm anxious to, uh, to meet some of those people tonight. Yeah, um, Birmingham is, is, I think, as a city, it's got the, the most students in Alabama at all. And then Atlanta's next. So we got a ton of alums and students that, that, that go to Auburn. Um, and like Coach said, you know, just from, from a recruiting standpoint, this has been, a, this has been unbelievable for us. Uh, they play great basketball here. And uh, we've had six players from Atlanta drafted in the last six years, I think. So we're checking to see if that's exact. But six and six is pretty good. And so, um, you know, if you do a good job with them, you can keep coming back. Um, and then, you know, we play over here a couple times a year. And we play over in Athens, which is important. And as, as people that follow Auburn basketball know, it's really hard to get a ticket at Neville Arena. And so there's opportunities to get tickets in Athens, and we've got great crowds there. Um, and we've also, the last couple of years, played in Atlanta uh, in a uh, very special hoops giving holiday festival we played memphis last year and we've got a, a, a great opponent coming in this year i don't know if it's been announced yet but got a great opponent coming and again in a december game um down at the arena the hawks play and so it's it's great to be here to thank our fans for all their support <clears throat> question for all three hopefully you're all doing well today and your travels are safe um there are reports about the sec considering um finding fans for finding schools going beyond and taking home games away for fans rushing the field or court. What is y'all's take on all that? God, I was enjoying just listening. To you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go wait a little later. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, um, we don't want to take away Nobody wants to take away the, the fun from the fans, but there's a safety element here that's very important. I think we all recognize that. And both of these guys have probably been involved in situations where they, they've been in areas where the court or the the uh, field was stormed. Uh, safety's got to be the, the most important thing. So I, I think there's got to be a way to preserve the fun for the, for the, the fans create that, that environment that makes it the Southeastern Conference so special, but also provide safety for, for everybody involved. And I, I feel really confident we can get there. I hope we I hope we have some games that we win soon that people want to start to see us. <laughs> but but I hope we abide by whatever yeah. we're gonna win. Yeah. Uh, I just hope we I hope we have some that, that it feels like you would want to do that for, but uh, that we would abide by whatever uh, the administration and SEC 
decides is the safest manner to celebrate. Because you've been in a couple situations. Yeah, well, and a, but after, 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 you know, after one of those, one or two of those wins, I'm just going to lead everybody down to Tuma's corner. And let's just, let's just throw toilet paper, and that's what we'll, that's what we'll do when we win. All right, Bruce. Uh, We've seen the announcements from Jay and then Janelle. Do you have any update or can you give one on how long you're recruiting anything with, with them? Do you have anything from Well, I think, I think you've seen Wendell uh, 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 mm-hmm. and Janai, Dylan, and uh, 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 Jalen all declare, uh, make themselves eligible for the draft, which then allows them to go work out, uh, eligible to be invited to Chicago for the combine if that happens. And that's usually a very strong indicator about whether or not you have a chance, to, a good chance to be drafted. That'll come up in uh, the combines, the 14th, the NBA combines, the 14th. A few days before that's the G League combine. So that's about the time you'll start to figure out whether you're going to get invited to that to know whether you're going to be drafted. Uh, and then in Al's case, he's, he's already declared twice. And so you can't declare a third time. Uh, if you do, you have to stay in the draft. So there's no reason for him to declare anything. Uh, hopefully Al will graduate. And then, you know, after his graduation, we'll weigh all of his options. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Thank you, Joe Yeah. Uh, first, I guess, with, with Wes, you know, he's got his was on your staff for, for a few years. How, what was that process like when, when you guys were having that conversation about him? Him leaving, and I guess, what did he what did he bring to your staff when, when he was there? Say it again, though. Wes Flanagan. What about it? What did he bring to your staff? For those few years with you guys, and what was that conversation like with him wanting to move on to another opportunity? Well, just I just think you know everybody's got to do what's best for themselves and what's best for their families, and uh, we appreciated uh, Wes's time at Auburn. Boss, um, Bruce, with everything changing, like you could potentially lose up to six guys off your team in one year. How do you deal with those changes so quickly in today's landscape? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's obviously, the landscape has changed just tremendously, but it's the same for everybody. So we all, we're all in the same boat. Um, on the one end, you know, we have four or five guys that could look to play professionally on that end, and they've got, you know, on average about three and a half per team uh, per year entering the transfer portal nationally. So four or five and three or four and that's seven or eight. I got 13 guys on scholarship, so that's what pretty much everybody is sort of dealing with. Um, so um, it forces us to have to continue to work really hard in the months of April and May to you know not only work with your players and help them you know finish up their their spring conditioning and basketball and academics and then figure out what they're what they're trying to do as well as then recruit to replace guys that you really didn't think you were going to have to replace and didn't want to replace there there wasn't any of those guys um, really that I would have preferred to you know look but the transfer thing swings both ways and so um Auburn is a, a an incredibly special place, and we've got a, we've got a uh, 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 we work really hard to establish yourself as a competitive basketball program, and so we're we're just going to bring in really good guys that 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 we think can help us continue to be competitive. 
it just it just forces us to work a little differently. The Final Four team was built on freshmen, sophomores, juniors, all growing up and all going together. And 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 uh, I still would prefer to do it that way, but that's just not the way. Last thing I'll say is we've had five transfers in the transfer portal since the portal was open. Okay, three of them were all conference players. One was the national player of the year. So we had Walker, we had Janai and Wendell, and the other two was Zepp and KD. All five had really good experiences and great careers at Auburn. So it'll, it, it, it works. It's worked very well for us. That's Bruce Pearl uh, as, as he... Uh, Athletics Director John Cohen and football coach Hugh Freeze at the ambush yesterday in Atlanta. If we have a chance, we'll we'll play some more of that as we continue here. But we need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in. Again, the key of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390 as we head into the final half hour of the Wednesday Drive. Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes or so here on this Wednesday Bill and Dan drew at the controls, and uh, yeah, we can we can play some more of the uh, coaches uh, there at the ambush. But there are a couple of things. One thing we didn't get to with Jason Caldwell, and 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 I think it's really interesting, is the the interest. I wonder about the interest in former Notre Dame, and I guess maybe still Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner who sort of left the door open to return to Notre Dame if he didn't like the options out there. But one thing that we have had confirmed, has been confirmed today, is that Tyler Buckner is in Tuscaloosa visiting Alabama, and there are multiple reports that Auburn has contacted him, and I have I have heard a couple of different people who usually know what they're talking about saying that he is coming to visit Auburn, maybe unofficial, but he is going to stop by Auburn after his visit to Tuscaloosa. Right, and Tyler Buckner, I mean, I think that's the kind of, and if you think about Jackson Dart last year at USC, this is the kind of player where I think it makes a lot of sense to go into the portal. If you're someone... Oh, he's not going to be the starter at Notre Dame. If you finished last season as a starter or spent a significant chunk of last season as a starter and then your school went out and brought someone to replace you, a, a much more established option at quarterback, I can understand why. And And look, maybe Tyler Buckner will spend a year as Sam Hartman's backup and then compete to be the starter in 2024 if that's what he decides he wants to do. And, and maybe, I mean, look, you know, Notre Dame people are serious about Notre Dame, so maybe he'll, mm-hmm. maybe he'll stick around there. But I can also understand why he'd want to explore his options, especially when his offensive coordinator from last season took a job like the one Tommy Reese took at Alabama. Right. Uh, now, now Hart, I mean, uh, uh, Buckner's numbers... Don't overwhelm you. I mean, he's a 57% passer in his two, uh, two seasons at, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, six touchdowns, eight interceptions. Now, everything, you know, everything, when, when you look at his highlights, 
He's a dynamic athlete. There's no question about that. He can run, really can run. But uh, again, he has uh, he's been a guy who has created big plays, both positive and negative. While uh, you know, while a college quarterback, so, something Chris Hummer uh, from twenty four seven mentioned on uh, on social media is that uh, Tyler Buckner uh, is listed with a no contact tag right. on the transfer portal, which generally indicates that a player does not want to be recruited and knows where he's going upon entering the transfer portal, or or he is very limited with the schools. He is going to decide what schools. He is going. He does. He doesn't want to be bombarded yes. by everybody. He's going to be very selective. Usually, but usually it indicates that a player has an idea of where he wants to go upon entering the portal. Like I think it's fair to say that when you go into the portal wanting uh, with, with no contact, that that has become sort of the right. implication is that you. I mean, and and that that you know some people want to draw the line. Oh well, has, have they been tampered with or anything like that? It's like no. I think that just some guys. You know, especially if it's a reunion with a former coach. Right. You think you think he hasn't. Had any contact with his former coach? That would not be unusual at all, uh, and it wouldn't be tampering. And and I think a lot of folks. I mean, not not to dismiss the possibility that Auburn could could win this thing, but it feels like. D- does he really look like? Does he really feel like the guy that that Auburn needs to bring in? I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. But then, I mean, I, a lot of Alabama fans are wondering the same thing. And I I did hear uh, today uh, that that from someone who covers Alabama that said. Well, one thing he felt 100% certain was that if Tyler Buckner winds up at Alabama, at least one of the two quarterbacks vying for the job there would immediately enter the portal. But I think if you're bringing in a quarterback this late in the game, someone with the familiarity with Tommy Reese's system uh, would have would have a an edge over somebody sure. who's a complete outsider. Um, and, and I don't know if... I don't know if it's fair to say, and we'll get to Jerry in just a moment. I don't know if it's fair to say that you know Buckner comes in and he's immediately the starter or anything like that. But it certainly adds to the competition there at Alabama, and uh, you know I, I could see why the Alabama quarterbacks there in the room yeah. might think that that Buckner's Absolutely. coming in to play if if that if that's the way this thing ends up. And a lot of folks seem to think that was the that was the immediate guess that people made when Buckner went into the mm-hmm. portal is that he was going to re- reunite with Tommy Reese at Alabama. All right, let's uh, get back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and Jerry is indeed next. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, you there? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, th- I don't think we have a great connection. Uh, I'm st- there, well, that's better. That's better. Go ahead. We got you now. <laughs> well, we we pretty much lost yeah, Jerry. You again, we, didn't, Jerry. we couldn't understand a word of that, Jerry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, all all we had was uh, you know when he when he first said said a word. Yeah, sorry, to sorry about that, Jerry. Appreciate the phone call. Try try again with a uh, a more stable connection. We'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try. Well, to take just question. get to a better get to a place where he's getting a little better reception. I'm sure is what it was. Um, so so yeah, I mean, um, I, I I know it, it's funny. Both Auburn and Alabama fans here over the last 24 hours, their reaction to Tyler Buckner is really that you know. Does, well, and I think for Alabama fans who thought maybe Tyler Van Dyke was a possibility from Miami earlier, and, and you know Tyler Buckner, you know, Tyler Buckner's numbers aren't, aren't blow away, highly successful numbers. He's, he was a top one hundred player out of high school, but he's been at Notre Dame two years and has had a couple of really good games, and he's had some uh, not so great moments as well. It's really not that different from Jackson Dart, is it? I mean, no. you look, and that's. I mean, what what was Jackson? He was the star. Now Buckner was a starter last year till he got hurt. Then he came back and had a really good. Ball. He was the MVP of the bowl game 
accounted for seven touchdowns, five for his team, two for the other this team. So, this sounds like Jackson Dart. I mean, Jackson Dart played. Uh, J- Jackson Dart threw 189 passes in one season at USC. Before, I don't, before I don't going think Buckner's in, thrown that many in his career. Before going, yeah, before going into the portal, Jackson Dart played in about six games and uh, and, and completed 62 percent of his passes in his freshman year at USC before going into the portal and, and was was largely viewed as a potential guy and not it wasn't just what he'd done at USC it was also what he was as a as a recruit and, and his athleticism uh, that that had folks thinking this could be an answer for an SEC program and indeed Jackson. Dart came to the SEC and started for an Ole Miss team that had had moments where they were, in fact, a pretty good SEC team. So I can see, you know, it's, you know, I, I get for Alabama folks who just saw, you know, who, who saw the kind of quarterback play they've seen over the last six, seven seasons, you know, it, it, it's an adjustment to go from that to what Tyler Buckner did last mm-hmm. year at Notre Dame. Maybe the circumstances would, would change, and, and he'd be able to be a, a more productive player there. But um, Now, Tyler Buckner yeah. should have three years of eligibility. He played as a freshman in 2021, uh, played in 10 games, but was ju- just through 35 passes. Last year was the starter for the first two games, came back and played the bowl game. So he played in fewer than four games, so he, so he should retain that year of eligibility. But he threw 83 passes last year, so 118 passes for his career, 67 completions for 56.8%, averaged eight yards per attempt. That's not bad. Six touchdowns, but eight interceptions. And I believe... I believe I heard today that four of the eight, intercept, eight interceptions that he has thrown have been returned for touchdowns. He had another one where the uh, interceptor was tackled at the five. Yeah, although you got no control over that as a quarterback. You know what happens? Well, that means you're throwing some dangerous passes. There's only one. There's nobody out there. I don't know where you're throwing. I mean, because you don't know. You think it's all great returns? No, I'm just say you don't know. Like that, that. That to me is I don't. I would not. What happens after the interception is thrown is largely out of the quarterback's hands. If That's it's a, if it's a pick six or not a pick. Well, six. I mean, like that that to me is the, less. The, yeah, the Notre Dame the number, the number of interceptions. The is Notre important. Dame person that I heard talking about him today said he takes ridiculous chances with passes, that counting on his arm strength to be able to make them, and he threw an awful lot out into single coverage across the field. But if his if his offensive coordinator wants to bring him to Alabama, one would think that the risk, you know, there there could be some reward. Well, that means one of two along. things. Either yeah, he's really got a chance to be very good or oh god, the quarterbacks I have are worse. Or both. Yeah. It could 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 be both of them, but I mean, I think that's uh it, it is you know, I I Tyler Buckner is an interesting. I mean, the guy was a five star when he eventually got he was, to Notre Dame. Top hundred player, and no was, question. Was a uh, was a bit, and threw 118 passes in two years. So it's and it's not. I mean, it's not drastically. I mean, the, the experience level is right around where where Jackson Dart was, or in in the ballpark mm-hmm. of where Jackson Dart was as a, a college football quarterback when he ended up at Ole Miss. But uh, no, I, I can understand why. Uh, some Alabama folks, especially folks who thought they'd be going out and getting a really proven option in the portal, are less than thrilled. Well, they thought they were getting Drake May. They thought they might get Sam Hartman. They yeah. thought that the then Todd or Van Dyke. And and uh, I'd heard Coastal Carolina's quarterback mentioned as well as a possibility at Alabama and some of the other big schools looking for quarterbacks. Well, that's just natural that you would expect. I mean, Alabama generally gets who they want. Right. When he went into the portal. I mean, uh, the last few years when they've needed a receiver, they've gotten about the best receiver out there. They need a running back. they got the best running back out there. And we haven't seen superstar quarterbacks necessarily switch teams in the portal thus far. I mean, I guess the big, the big splashes in the portal were Leary, and 
Yeah, they were good quarterbacks. Spencer Sanders, you know what I mean? Like these, you know, the two. Uh, Spencer you, Sanders, Auburn did not pursue Spencer. Uyagalele, you know, I guess would be you know a, yeah, that that's a big name. That's <laughs> literally a really big name. And and I and I, uh, you know, and somebody who you know, I guess I, you know, what would the what would the reaction be if Alabama landed him? Right? So, you know, it's it's, it's I guess uh, it's, the, the 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 fan base would not have been happy. It's a little bit like it's a little bit like Buckner. Right, I mean, now yeah, Uyagalele played some more, but I think a lot of the excitement around Buckner too isn't just that he uh, is 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 an athlete or what what he's done at, at Notre Dame. It's the what, what he was as a recruit, coupled with his experience with the Tommy Reese system. You know, Robbie Ashford has thrown more than twice as many passes as Tyler Buckner has in his career, and uh, has uh, one more touchdown and one less interception. What's uh, what's what's Buckner completing percentage? Uh, what's for his what's, career fifty six point eight. So, that's a little bit ahead of Robbie, but oh I mean, yeah, yeah, Robbie's just, Robbie's under fifty percent. He's forty nine, little over forty nine percent. So uh, I, I just I don't know if it's. I mean, I tell you what, if 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 there's no interest from if if the Tommy Reese thing isn't happening, I suppose Auburn has as good a chance as anybody. But it would feel like Alabama's out in front because there's oh, yeah. an obvious connection between between player and coach. Sure, you would think that if Alabama offers, he's gonna he's gonna jump at that opportunity. But, I mean, I guess what it is for Auburn, folks, is they're wondering, they're scratching their heads going, there was no interest in the Cincinnati quarterback. There didn't appear there didn't appear to be any interest in Spencer Sanders. And now they appear interested here. D- is that a sign? And that's some of the things that, that I'm, I'm reading and hearing now is Auburn people wondering, is that a sign that they're not going to get the guy, that maybe there was someone that they thought they were going to get that they're not going to get, and now they need anybody they can get? Wonder. I mean, there's yeah, there's there's lots of there, there's lots of possible outcomes that that certainly could end up being uh, the, the way this played out. Or could it be one of those situations where someone said, "Well, you know, maybe Auburn would like two quarterbacks: an experienced quarterback and a young quarterback. He would fit the young quarterback mold in there." I just don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, what What do you think? We'll get to our final break here on this Wednesday edition of the Drive. Come on in and join us as we wind it down. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final segment here on this Wednesday afternoon. Our thanks to uh, Jason Caldwell for being with us most of our number one. Let's see, uh, tom- tomorrow not going to be the, the normal Thursday, right? Because uh, yeah, Ferguson's we're, we're, busy. Moving, we're moving him to Friday. Justin Ferguson is busy tomorrow. He's going to be able to join us on our, on our abbreviated show on Friday. But the uh, NFL draft getting started tomorrow night. That's so right. we'll talk about some of the big things going on. We'll see if we'll, there's news. Feels like it's uh, Bryce Young. Uh, going first overall would be the first Alabama quarterback ever taken. That's uh, right. First with, Alabama player ever taken number one. First Alabama player uh, ever taken number one. Already the first Alabama quarterback to ever win the Heisman. Uh, could become their first ever number one overall pick as well in the NFL draft. Uh, Carolina trading uh, to take that first overall pick away from Chicago. And we'll uh, we'll see if Carolina indeed makes Bryce Young their new franchise quarterback uh, in, the, uh, in the draft tomorrow night. And then question of what Houston will do with the second overall pick. Keep it. Trade it. Oh, I'm looking forward to the deals. That's what's yeah. always fun. Is uh, the, the it's usually more fun just the rumors of the deals than the than 
most of the time had, than the ones that actually happened. We had Jake Crane <laughs> on the show yesterday. Jake was throwing out the possibility it could be uh, could, could be. Oh some, man, he had he had all kinds of things, uh, you know, brewing. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's Jake. <laughs> but but then uh, there there was also no the, the possibility of of uh, Lamar Jackson uh, possibly mm-hmm. finding a new home during the draft tomorrow night is also out there. So we'll see if uh, if, if there's some clarity on what happens with Lamar as the uh, Ravens possibly in the market for a new quarterback and, uh, and a lot of storylines. Uh, to follow tomorrow night in the uh, in, in the NFL Draft's first round. Yeah, and, and as we've uh, mentioned to you a few times, don't forget you can listen to all of the all of the draft right here on ESPN 106.7 starting tomorrow night as soon as the drive ends because that's when it gets going round one tomorrow, and that gets uh, the the you know everything gets started at six o'clock right uh, when we go off the air, and then rounds two and three on Friday, and that's why. We'll have an abbreviated drive on Friday because it'll get started at 6 Eastern, which is 5 our time. That's right, and we, uh, we'll we talk with Justin Ferguson on Fridays. May- maybe there's news between now and then uh, with, uh, with with someone uh, making a decision in, yeah, involving... Yeah, not necessarily Auburn. football. Yeah, I mean, could, could be an Auburn... Could very, hopefully, you know, Auburn's hope, you know, hoping to add another big name, and that would be Matthew Cleveland, and it'd be great if they, you know... If that happened before the weekend, it'd be great if it happened any time. And Auburn football probably expecting another weekend with some uh, with with some visitors as well. I mean, we'll yeah, see there was there was one player who was going to visit. Uh, may have been uh, may have been the receiver that got asked about a while ago. He's canceled his visit. The uh, TCU receiver, right? Uh, has canceled his visit. Uh, to Auburn, for and, this and there's uh, Ty- Tyler Buckner also may, may, might try to visit before, uh, before the end of the week. He may be in. Yeah, he may be in. Uh, uh, well, I don't know how long he was going to be at Alabama. He may be in, you know, Friday. or Maybe Auburn like calls that. one of those Colorado players up too, gets him in by the end of the week. There's, yeah, there's, we dozens, ask, there's dozens of them. We didn't ask Jason about uh, Jordan Tyson. You know, we talked a little bit about Jalen Tyson, who is going to be visiting Kansas. The basketball brother is visiting Kansas this weekend. Haven't uh, seen anything from. His younger brother, Jordan, who was a freshman this past year and was a leading receiver at Colorado, turns out he had, yes, over 200 yards in receiving in back-to-back, well, in, in two games, um, had 252 yards receiving. Then he got hurt. But he, uh, uh, he, he should be healthy for the upcoming season. 6'2", 185, uh, leading receiver for Colorado as a true freshman this past year. And I'm sure there is interest in him uh as well as a few of the other Colorado players that have entered the pool. Uh, uh, two, two, Colorado, two Colorado receivers that, that have joined the uh, transfer portal in the last few days since the spring game. Uh, both, uh, you know, there's uh, there's Montana, and then there's uh, yeah, Lamonius Tyson. Greg. Yeah, Montana Lamonius Greg, and then there's and then there's uh, Tyson. Uh, both of whom uh, we'll see if, if Auburn views either. Auburn's of Auburn's definitely interested. I mean, Montana has has already. Uh, posted on social media that Auburn's been in contact with him, and then Tyson is the brother of uh, of, of Jaden Tyson, the uh, Jalen Tyson, the mm-hmm. uh, the Texas Tech basketball player who is uh, in the portal and and taking visits. And depending on what happens with Matthew Cleveland, we'll, we'll see if Auburn's recruitment of him uh, heats up over the next few days. Yeah, we will uh, update you on that and more again tomorrow. Dan and I both back. Uh, Hopefully Drew will be as well. We hope you'll join us. But that's going to wrap things up for the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.